Yo, today's QOD is either read or learn to fail gracefully. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Dr. Dennis Kimbrough on the show. He is the author of Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice, which is a book that I highly recommend. And today, he's going to share more of his stories about the common traits of successful people. And I want you to pay really close attention to the last one he shares, which is successful people commit to lifelong learning. The statistic that he shares late in this clip is mind-blowing. I can't remember the percentage, but it was really high of the percentage of people who, after high school, never read a book again in their lives. You know, I learned very early in life that a lot of people who look like me were not allowed to read. And so I read my ass off. And when I hear people say that they hate reading and they hate audiobooks and they hate learning stuff, especially when it comes from people who look like me, I, I just cringe. Like I just, I feel very uncomfortable. I'm almost embarrassed for them because you're choosing to be ignorant. If you're not reading, you're not learning new skills. If you're not learning new skills, you're not very valuable in the marketplace. If you're not taking responsibility for what you know, you're just allowing yourself to be told by somebody else what to think. And that is unacceptable to me. We got to read. Here's Dr. Kimbrough. My mind goes back to that story of the preacher and the soap maker. Preacher and soap maker were walking a little country town, walking the streets. And soon they encountered two men in the streets fighting. And they were at each other's throats and using foul language. And the soap maker turns to the preacher and says, Preacher, what good is religion after all? I mean, just think of all the Sunday sermons you have given. Just think of all the Wednesday night Bible studies you have led. Just think of all the auxiliary boards that you serve on. And here we have these two individuals. As soon as we turn our back, they'll probably be at each other's throat. Listen at the language. After all, preacher, what good is religion anyway? The preacher didn't say a thing, and they continued to move on, and they walked. Pretty soon, they came across a little girl playing in the street. And after playing outside all day, her little white dress, cute as a little button, was muddy, soiled, dirty. And the preacher turns to the soap maker and says, Soap maker, what good is soap? I mean, just think of all the detergent your manufacturing company has, you know, produced. Just think of all the soap and detergent you've sold in all, you know, the grocery stores throughout the country, Publix, Food Lion, A&P, whatever. Preacher, here we have this, excuse me, soap maker, here we have this little girl after playing all day. Look at her. She's dirty. She's soiled. She's filthy. What good is soap anyway? Well, the soap maker, I guess the point was driven home. He finally turned to the preacher and says, preacher, it's not a fair question. You know, soap won't do you any good unless you use it. And I can stand up here and I can tell you all the traits and qualities that I learned from all of my books. I don't care whether it's Think and Grow Rich or Black Choice or what makes a great great or what keeps me standing. What good is it unless we use some of the principles that we learn? Within Think and Grow Rich or Black Choice and what makes a great great, you name them, I probably interviewed them. 
I got a chance to sit down with all of them, from Condoleezza Rice to Ron Brown, from Maynard Jackson to Janetta Cole. Now she's the president of Bennett College. I mean, men and women, high-ranking men and women through all walks of life. I flew into Las Vegas, flying from Atlanta out to Vegas, first class, seated right behind a man that I had interviewed more than a decade ago, and that was Don King. And when we got off the plane and went to baggage claim, I said, Don, do you remember me? He said, yeah, I remember when you were in Cleveland and you interviewed me and this, that, and everything. Trying to find the keys, you know, the traits, the success, and whatever. No matter who I interviewed, I found four common chords in all these men and women. Number one, they dream big dreams. They had a dream, a passion, something they desperately wanted to accomplish in their life. And I remember a letter that I got from Lucille Singleton and what keeps me standing. Lucille Singleton, here this black woman, retired as a domestic, age 70. Imagine cleaning the homes of wealthy people in New York. She retires at age 70, doesn't know what she wants to do for the rest of her life except one thing. She wants to join the New York Roadrunners Club and as the runners come by, hand them their water. And she goes to the New York Roadrunners Club, one of the monthly meetings, and they're there. And the members say, Miss Singleton, we are honored that you're a member of the organization. And we, you know, very grateful that you hand us the bottled water. Sometimes you even hold the finish line tape. But you know what? You need to take a proactive approach. You need to really get involved in this organization. As a matter of fact, you need to run one of these races. And she says her rebuttal to them is says, young man, look at this body. You know how many floors this body has scrubbed? You know how many shirts and blouses and dresses these arms and hands have ironed? This body isn't going anywhere. Well, days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, and she continues to go to the monthly meetings. One year goes by, two years goes by, three, four, five, six years go by. And at age 76, she finally gives in. I guess they finally wore her down where she gives in and she decides to run her first race. The New York Marathon, 26.2 miles. In the letter that she writes to me, eight hours and 10 minutes. And she says, guess what? I didn't even come in last place. But she had a quote in her letter that I use regardless of who the audience is. She says, so many times people make commitments until real life shows up. So number one, they dream big dreams. Number two, they were inner-directed versus outer-directed. In other words, they weren't so quick to believe well-meaning friends and family members who said, you can't do this, you can't do that. They walked to a beat of a different drummer. And that's why the old poet Robert Frost was so apropos when he wrote years ago, two roads diverge in the wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by. In other words, you are unique. You cannot succeed being like everybody else. You must take that lonely road. And living in a free and open society, living in a capitalistic economy, what are we talking about? We're talking about differentiation. And sooner or later, you've got to ask the question to you, what is so different and unique about you? I mean, the bottom line is, you know, if you live to be a normal life, 70, 75 years old, that's only 25,000 days on earth. So the question begs asking, what are you going to do with the rest of life that you have left? What is so different and unique about you? What are your gifts? What are your talents? What do you bring to the table? Point number three, they dedicated themselves to lifelong learning. And make no mistake about it, we don't go to school one period of our life, we're in school every day of our life. And we can learn from anybody. Just like when I learned from the, you know, the individuals that I interviewed, I learned from these you know, 1,000 black grandmothers that sent me letters. 
Readers are leaders. We live in a society that's predicated on the fact that if you want to earn more, I suggest that you learn more. You don't go to school one period of your life. You're in school every day of your life. Life is lesson so you confront life as if you're about to have a major exam. And it doesn't take much to succeed. Why? Because the average individual won't take the time to take the information. And look at the data. 58% of adults never read a book after high school. 600,000 words in the English language. The average adult in our society uses the same 1,200 over and over again. Only 3% of Americans have a library card. Now, when I fly back to my fair state, my home state of Georgia, you find me a house in Georgia that sells for a quarter of a million dollars. You know what you find out? You find a library built into it. You see, the bigger the house, the more personal volumes they have in the library. But the smaller the house, the bigger the television set. So what am I telling you? I'm telling you the same thing that I tell my hot shot, know-it-all MBA students because I teach at Clark Atlanta University School of Business. Either read or learn to fail gracefully. That was Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. His website is DennisKimbrough.com. You can watch today's entire talk on YouTube. It is called What Keeps Us Standing by Dennis Kimbrough, PhD and Family Digest. Hey, this is the last call. Money Mind Academy enrollment closes today at noon Pacific time, 3 o'clock Eastern time. Classes start tonight at 5 o'clock Pacific time on Zoom. I want you to be there in class. So get signed up right now at MoneyMindAcademy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with Dr. Angela Duckworth. I'll see you then. Have a great day. Peace. Hey, and read a book. Peace.